when the other pin drops Everything goes quiet, but what's that sound? A sizzling fuse next to you on the ground Oh, she's so good, isn't it? Country music has a lot of connotations, but one that might not immediately come to mind is feminism. But actually, it does have a a proud uh, and profound feminist past. And our very own country-ish star, Tammy Nielsen, has made that the centre of her new show, The F Word. Partnering with Professor of Musicology, Dr. Jada Watson. She's come up with a set list of songs of feminism in country music. So songs such as Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, which was, of course, about sexual harassment in the workplace. The tour is supposed to start next month, but of course it kind of all hinges on COVID alert levels at the moment. But the uncertainty hasn't stopped Tammy Nielsen fans from snapping up tickets. In fact, Tammy's added another Auckland show during lockdown, showing there are still some optimists among us. Tammy is with us this morning. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How have you How have you been handling the last <laughs> month or so? Oh, it's been awesome, Jack. <laughs> it's been and so good. <laughs> this is seriously the hot, like this, you're the first adult I've spoken to in hours and hours and hours, you know. Uh, so this is very exciting for me uh, <laughs> and I apologize for any sort of um, brain fog <laughs> that this interview is going to bring. <laughs> it's entirely understandable. You know what? I think um, it's one of the funny things about lockdown for me is how you come to appreciate seemingly banal tasks, like how a trip to the supermarket all of a sudden becomes this really exciting activity that you're kind of hanging out for. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. Eh? It is. Yeah. Um, how does feminism fit with country music oh honestly it doesn't fit very well and that's the problem <laughs> it is unfortunately you know obviously our the music industry is is rife with inequality and always has been but country music in particular is behind probably 50 years behind even even the most um uh recent of, of, of other genres um it's it's a genre that's built on being a white man, you know, it, it, it discriminates and oppresses people of color, doesn't include people of color, it doesn't include women and, and kind of diving deep into the research of this has been um, it, quite disturbing actually, and, but very enlightening um, as to how they have intentionally excluded women and people of color from the radio which is crazy. See, unpack that for me a little bit more, because when I think of country music and I think of female artists in particular, less so people of colour, but when I think of female artists, I think, well, yeah, some of the best known country artists of all time are women. Mm, Absolutely. And the fact that they've made, despite these odds, means they are more badass than anyone you'll ever (laughs) meet. You know, Dolly Parton... You know, and she even says this. She's she is like a man dressed in drag. Basically, she said, "I do business like a man, and I always have, and I've always believed that I'm equal to anyone, and and that's the way the world should be. Is all humans should be equal, mm. no matter what your race, gender, uh, sexual orientation. You know, it's it's about 
human basic basic human rights is is equality and um and so she's always operated and moved in the world that way the world has not treated her that way mm. you know it was very interesting doing the research for this show and reading her i did i i read a book a collection of her interviews um and it was called dolly on dolly and it was from the time she started before she made it big before she broke and and was on the um on, on television on the Porter Wagner show to right up to today. And it's so interesting to see the development because Dolly is a master interviewee. She knows how to guide a conversation. She's so skilled, um, but seeing that progress and seeing the questions she's asked, there was not one interview that didn't talk about her breasts, about her appearance, about her weight, about, you know, and it, and, and these are the obstacles, you know, we're running the same race, but it's not an equal and even playing field. So we're running it uphill mm. and running over hurdles, you know, so, so they, their successes are so hard won. Um, some of the most, you know, successful, like Loretta Lynn, mm. she is one of our most iconic country artists, but there are a huge percentage of her songs that were banned from country radio. And you can count on one hand the number of songs banned by men throughout history. Yeah. Um, but she has more songs on one hand but as one female artist. Yeah. And it was she was addressing things like birth control and just telling the story of a woman in the world. Why country music? Why does country music? I mean, I know that a lot of um, artistic spaces have this problem, but why do you think country music has traditionally been so much further behind than perhaps other genres? I guess because it was very much a genre that's been built on, um, as I said, you know, that it, it was one that started kind of in the thirties and forties is when it really started. And if you think about the world yeah, for women and people of color and any, anyone that was, a, um, you know, a, a minority at that time, it was not a happy place for people um, that weren't white men. And so when you think about the foundations of country music, they they were built on white supremacy and sexism and misogyny. And, and that's rotten foundations to stand on. And unfortunately, as the world has progressed, those rules that were in place, mm. the data sets that things are measured against, they are still in place. Mm. They are still measured the same way, even though the world has changed. and. In every other genre, you know, people always ask me, um, well, radio doesn't matter anymore. You know, uh, no offense to you, but, you know, when they're talking about music <laughs> yeah, and they're saying radio play for an artist is a drop in the bucket now compared to, you know, there's streaming, there's ways that artists can connect directly. But in country music, radio is still king. Yeah, They make or break artists' careers. And it means if you don't get played on radio, you don't get signed to labels. They sign less women. They, you know, and, and that, it starts right at the very beginning. If you don't get radio play, um, it affects the entire structure of how things run in Nashville. So you have very deliberately researched this in, in preparation for this tour. And I wonder, as someone who has loved country music your whole life 
Does being presented with the realities of this discrimination affect that love? Do you look at country music in a different way now and think, oh man, this thing that I love so much is rotten? Mm, it breaks your heart. And you know, I, I liken it. I think so many of us can relate to this right now. We've all got that loved one Mm. that voted for Trump or that doesn't have the same political beliefs as you or that is completely opposite to your belief sets. And these can be people that raised you. These can be people that are related to you or that you love, that you've chosen to love and have been a part of your life. They're mm. part of your DNA. It doesn't change the love, but it breaks your heart because you realize there's this huge divide that you never realized mm. until you really kind of scratch beneath that surface. And it's, um, it's not an easy thing to grapple with. Um, it was something that this was last year, last lockdown mm. that I worked on this research with Dr. Jada Watson, who's a, a professor of musicology at the university of Ottawa. She who specializes in the, um, inequality in, in country music particularly. And um, it was it was heavy stuff mm. to research, you know, and it's it's crazy when a data chart can make you cry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's really, it's sad because that data represents you and your whole yeah. life and, and, and everything you've poured your heart and soul into for three decades of your life to see that the odds are stacked against you so um, overwhelmingly. It's um, it's a pretty, it's, it's been a pretty deep journey, yeah. Well, I don't want to say this is representative, but I do want to offer a glimmer of hope. Um, I interviewed Dolly Parton. and Oh, you lucky man. <laughs> I know, I know. And I didn't ask her about her breasts. So <laughs> I wonder, I wonder um, if you get the sense that things are improving. There are definitely, you know, whenever there's a problem, the only way to change it is to shed light mm. on it and shed light into the darkness. And me writing this show mm. was doing exactly that. You know, it's, it's, it's really representing my deep love for country music. The whole show is full of amazing songs by Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn, right up to the chicks and the Dixie chicks mm. formerly. And, um, you know, all of these incredible artists that these women that were or, and are, um, my absolute, you know, guiding, guiding lights. Yeah, really. yeah. And they're the ones that we, we all, every female in country music aspire to be. And so the whole show is like this celebration of the strength and resilience of these women while also, you know, interjecting their stories, the, the battles they've had to fight and the, the triumphs. Mm. And, you know, so the glimmer of hope for me is not that the system is going to change. What's that saying about the, the master's house cannot be dismantled by the master's mm. tools? Mm we have our own tools now. And the only hope that I see is female artists taking up space unapologetically, performing shows like this, you know, educating people about the inequality and then leaving it in the hands of the fans to support these artists, to go to their shows, to buy their albums. And that's happening, Jack. Like that's the exciting thing to me is that artists like Casey Musgraves, Brandi Carlisle, all of these women are filling stadiums and arenas and winning Grammys 
despite not getting one note of their music played on country music radio. Yeah, that's amazing. That's did, did Casey won the Grammy for Best Album, didn't she? She did. Yeah. She, like, regardless of genre, she <laughs> swept the Grammys, yeah. like, which is incredible. And I think that that's the hope. The hope I have is in the women who are just not giving up. Yeah. And they're, they're taking those tools and they're building their own tables. So... Um, on, on the, in the spirit of optimism, then <laughs> we're going to hope like anything that, uh, the next few weeks, uh, on the COVID front are going to be really good in New Zealand. We're going to have very low case, num- case numbers, if any, um, that the tour is going to go ahead, full steam ahead. But how do you, how do you prepare for a tour when you're, <laughs> when you're locked in <laughs> home in your bubble and you're trying to homeschool your kids and all oh that sort God. of stuff? <laughs> well, I get out my crystal ball. <laughs> And <laughs> no, it's, you know, I was in this exact same position last year yeah. with my tour, which I rescheduled three times and it's exhausting. And there are a lot of, there are tears along the way for sure. It's hard. And, uh, but the great thing that keeps me going is even during lockdown, I had my fans sold out shows. And I I'm know. Going, I can't believe. And, and in Auckland, like- <laughs> you had to add another show in Auckland. I was like, oh, this is. That what how fantastic that that a you you know people love seeing you perform that much, but also that people are you know that people want to get out and support these activities even in a time of uncertainty and fear. Oh, and that's that was really really moving and touching for me. Mm. Um, you know, I I had a Zoom with a bunch of girlfriends the other day, and it was it was Holly Smith and Reb Bounton and Julia Deans and Anika and Anna Connie. You know, we're all oh, talking about. Yeah. We're all in the exact same boat and it's the best Zoom ever because, I mean, it's the most (laughs) depressing Zoom ever, but it's also the best Zoom ever because we are all in the same boat and Mm. it's so much solidarity and we all know and we're all feeling this. And, and, you know, Reb made a really good point when I was kind of hemming and hawing about, do I add another show? I just feel like that's ridiculous. Mm. And she said, you know what? People still want, they know that we're struggling and that live artists are going to struggle for longer than most even when we go to different, drop to different levels, it's not until we're at like zero cases again that we're gonna be able to perform. And she said that, you know, the best way for people to support is to still buy tickets, yeah. even though they know that show might not happen. They, they know it's gonna happen eventually, but it's it's kind of putting that faith and still supporting. We're small businesses, like yeah. musicians are small businesses. So I can't urge you enough to, support the musicians you love, you know, buy their albums, buy, go on to their band camps, buy their merch, you know, buy t-shirts, wear them in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Take a photo and post it because it makes us feel better. Yeah. And, and buying tickets to those shows that we are all absolutely, you know, um, devastated at the thought of having to reschedule, but they will happen. Yeah. They, they might not happen when, when it's advertised, but they will happen. They will happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. Thank you, Tammy. That is Tammy Nielsen. She will be touring her new show, The F Word. <laughs> Although, of course, things are, you know, a bit changeable at the moment. So this coming week, Tammy's going to have an announcement of what will be happening to her shows, what's being postponed, what's being cancelled, everything you need to know about tickets.